This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello, Rye. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Well, you guys know that the Survival and Basic Badass podcast, we definitely talk a lot about survival. Mm -hmm. We talk about guns, man things, um, how to protect yourself, being aware, alert, that kind of stuff. A lot of, you know, things that you might need as a treasure hunter. Um, And nothing says badass like treasure hunter. Mm -hmm. Now, I feel like in my youth, and I imagine a lot of boys, and I would say even girls, people have big dreams of uh, Indiana Jones and, and treasure hunting and, and badass stuff. Um, when you join the Boy Scouts, I know Boy Scout camp involved a lot of uh, zip lines and wall climbing and rappelling and uh, spending a lot of time sitting in the woods. And I feel like those things go hand in hand with treasure hunting. Um, the military zip lines might come in again, uh, rappelling, uh, you know, wall climbing, hand to hand combat, you know, all those like aborigines or whatever. I don't know who's chasing Indiana Jones with those spears. I don't even know where those people came from. Some kind of Amazon warriors or God knows what, but the bottom line, definitely when you think badass, you're thinking treasure hunting. Um, there are a lot of great movies over the years, like, uh, into the blue, Jessica Alba and, and Paul Walker, right? Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, you, out there, girls in bikinis, hanging out on boats, scuba diving all day and then knife fighting sharks or whatever by night. That sounds like a win-win. Um, I don't know why to me, if you don't live, then are you really surviving anyway? So I don't even know why we're messing around with day jobs and not just straight treasure hunters. Treasure hunting. So I had Kevin and 
get together and, and, you know, we both put together a little list of, you know, different treasures we might want to kind of plan out for the future. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving you guys some ideas. That's my retirement plan. You might be able Finding to find treasure. your prepping career, mm-hmm. you know, your uh, lifestyle, if you will. And I'm just saying you might want to throw us a finder's fee. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, 1%, 2%? Something like that. Two, I think 2 is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to like, hey, thanks. You know, you guys set me on the right path. That wouldn't be wrong. So one of the more... I think unrealistic treasures you might be able to find, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't share it with you. All right. Um, would be the, uh, the Knights Templar. Right. Big one. Um, that's a big treasure. Uh, most of the things when I look up, they have like an estimated value when it comes to the Knights Templar. They don't even know. They're like, yeah, I don't know. Cause basically they're pretty badass. So here's, here's what happened. The Knights Templar, the military order or whatever, they started out in 1119 A.D. And their statement was to protect Christian pilgrims on their journey to the Holy Lands through the Middle East. You guys have probably heard some stories over the years that the Middle East might be a little rough travel. Yeah, yeah. A little hectic a little, over there. A little hectic over there. Well, that's kind of been throughout time. Mm-hmm. So they were like, you know what? We're cool. We got your back. Possibly they started out as a good thing, mm-hmm. but it pretty much seemed like some kind of shakedown organization. Uh-huh. That that maybe happened pretty quickly. Pretty quick. Pretty early on. I don't know what the mm-hmm. original intent was. Yeah, a lot of the lot of the theories. I think like the Red Cross. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just stepped on some toes there, but <laughs> think yeah. like that. Yeah. Where the idea is good. A lot good. of the theories is that they found. Either the the Holy Grail, okay, or the Spear of Destiny. Now, tell us a little bit about the Spear of Destiny. You Spear, know what this is? The Spear of Destiny. Yes, uh, supposedly the Spear of Destiny is the the spear that killed Jesus. Okay, the one that pierced his side. The one that pierced his side. He was already dead, apparently. Oh, when they oh, did oh, it, no bone will be broken, and they had to ensure death. Right. So, the Spear of Destiny has has. I think appeared and disappeared right. and multiple it, times throughout history. And it was cool because it had Jesus's blood on it. Right. And that that was kind of the thing. Yeah, apparently Constantine used it uh when he uh uh and every every uh battle he was in with the Spear of Destiny, he was victorious. Uh, uh the Frankish Empire had it when they expanded and, and conquered uh before France that a and, lot of the Caesars, mm-hmm, right? And Gaul, yep. And uh supposedly uh one of the first things that Hitler uh grabbed when was, he entered Austria the of was the Spear of Destiny. Now And they say it was taken away from him mm-hmm. by Patton. By Patton. It well, may, his people, not him like he yeah. didn't kick in Hitler's door and be like, hey, it may also but, be in Habsburg, Germany, in a museum. It may or may not. Not really sure which one is which. All right. Uh, the Holy so, Grail, obviously, would be the the chalice that Jesus drank out of, of said, Last Supper. You drink of this cup, right? You guys know. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you read that book, I don't know. And if you yeah. didn't, you think it's all nonsense. Also anyway. has something to do with uh, Mary of Magdalene's vagina. I'm not really sure how that works out. 
you got to email Kevin to get more details yeah, on that. It's that's, a little complex. That's that, a private that thing he wants to right. share. Um, but supposedly, uh, the Knights Templar fell out of favor with the King of France. And um, apparently they... France owed the Knights Templar a lot of money. So the King France is like, oh, I just call him uh, homosexual Satanist. That only sounds right. Right. So on Friday the 13th, that's that's yes. where Friday the 13th um, comes from. That would be uh, 1291. 1291, Friday the 13th? Yes. All right. Um, they No, sorry. Friday the 13th, October 1307. 07. 1307. They, they started pissing off France in 1291. Okay. Then October thirteenth. So they they basically had uh, men position in some sort of like Michael Corleone uh, uh, murder all your enemies at once style uh, killing. They killed a bunch of the guys, captured some of them, but some of them escaped. And they tortured them into confessions of hearsay and devil worship. Mm-hmm. They seized all the land right. that was you know recorded, mm-hmm. and they raided the treasury. However. They found it to be much emptier than expected. Uh-huh. Now, one of the things is the reason their their money was so great was, believe it or not, in the beginning, the uh, Pope Innocent II declared them a charity. And what they did is, over the decades, donations from patrons made to the Templar, the wealthiest and most powerful military order in Europe... They invented an early form of banking. Right. And they basically, you know how banking works out for the banker and how it works out for yeah. you. Now basically what, what they were doing was uh, pilgrims would give the money to the Knights Templar. And then when they traveled and got to the, the promised land in Israel or wherever they're going to, Const, uh, Constantinople or um, okay wherever they uh, would be able to withdraw that same amount of money. That way they wouldn't have to be in danger by carrying large sums of money with them on the trip. So. All right. That's that's how they work their banks. It was a lot of large castles, gold, silver, jewels, and precious objects. Uh So really, their fortune is enormous. Mm -hmm. Right? This is supposed to be, you know, the really, you know, end-all kind of thing. And uh, so some of the stories go that the Knights Templar escaped with the treasure to northern Scotland. And from there, uh, they buried it under a church. And then from there, they, um, uh, after Columbus uh, discovered North America, they sailed to Nova Scotia. That would be, believe it or not, they sailed out October 12th. 1307, 18 ships mm-hmm. that had been birthed at La, Roche- La Rochelle, France. Right. They under cover of darkness just before the initial prosecutions mm-hmm. and passed out. Um, and it says, oh, believe it or not, they only discovered that in 2002. We found that Pope Clement II absolved the Templars in 1308. Ooh, so they could bring the treasure back. I did not know about back. that. But mm-hmm. yeah, somehow the treasure has not been located or returned. All right, so 
A lot of people think that... And they say Canada. They went to Oak Island in Canada. Uh, Oak Island, um, in 1856, uh, the original owners um, uh, found a, uh, a, a depression in the land. Uh, the ground had sunken in. Okay. And uh, they decided to start excavating to see what they did they they dug down they came across uh a floor basically of oak logs hmm. they pulled the logs up and underneath it was dirt they dug that dug down another 10 feet found another set of oak logs they pulled those up they went down they continued this until they got to 90 feet deep and they found a stone with strange carvings on it indecipherable People thought it was gibberish. It ended up becoming some uh, part of somebody's fireplace. Nice. This stone. I would like that at my fireplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, so eventually, um, they got down to about uh, about 90 feet. 80 feet, that they found the stone. I'm sorry. 90 feet, the, the pit suddenly filled with seawater. And... Every attempt after that has been unsuccessful. People have dug down uh, uh, shafts along the side of it, but every time they get close, they um, they end up getting flood flooded out. So about seven or eight people have died so far looking for this treasure. Uh, there's two guys up there now, two brothers, that are bringing in heavy, uh, having drill, drilling and excavation equipment, and they're trying to dig it up. But so far, no luck. All right. Now, here's the only other insight I had in my notes was this island's 140 acres, so it's a little big. Mm -hmm. Um, They actually started digging out that circular depression in 1795. Oh, That's when this all All first started. Um, One of the Franklin Roosevelt was one of the people excavating it. Not that, not in 1795, but over the years. they thought initially maybe it was Captain Kidd's treasure mm-hmm. and possibly Blackbeard's treasure. All right. But then in the most, they say the most tantalizing clue found so far was a code inscription on a flat stone which translated 40 feet below 2 million pounds lie buried. All right. Um, the deepest excavations reach 72 meters, and over the years, at least six people have died trying to find whatever is buried on Oak Island. Mm-hmm. Various theories pertaining to the contents of the Oak Island money pit include, and then, yeah, a bunch of nonsense, Captain Kidd's treasure, Blackbeard, mm-hmm. um, missing jewels of Marie Antoinette. So really, anything you could look for twenty treasures. They just got to get find, on this Oak Island. Is what they you did do. find two small links of gold chain. That's the only thing that's come out of there. That's of dollar been any, value, huh? Yeah. Wow. So fortunes and lives have been spent. Nothing's been found yet. Ooh. Um, now I want to talk about uh, the Beale ciphers. Now tell me about the Beale ciphers. Bedford County, Virginia. All right. Um, in the eighteen twenties, a man named uh, Thomas Beale entrusted an iron box to Robert Morris. He was an innkeeper and uh, said he was going to St. Louis and uh, wrote him a letter from St. Louis and then was never heard from again. 
So 23 years later, Robert Morris opened the box. Inside were three cipher texts. The first is unsolved, but describes the location of the treasure. The second was solved, uh, and it talks about the contents of the box, which is approximately $43 million in gold and silver. The third lists the owner of the treasure and their next of kin. That one is still unsolved. So there's three texts. The second one was, was figured out by, it's like a series of two and three digit numbers. And uh, what they figured out was it matched up with the Declaration of Independence. If you take, say, the 63rd word and take the first letter of that word and so on with the rest of the, with the, rest of the numbers. Now... They people have been looking for years trying to figure out the uh, figure out what maybe what texts the other ones that match up to. Okay, but they're still unsolved. Basically, a group of thirty guys from Virginia, they're like adventurers, uh, came across a, a big gold and silver mine in Colorado, while hunting buffalo. They spent eighteen months uh, mining the gold and silver, and then they entrusted Thomas Beale to transport it to Virginia. All right, the uh, second cipher uh, reads, I have deposited in the county of Bedford, about four miles from Bedford's, in an excavation or vault six feet below the surface of the ground, the following articles, belonging jointly to the parties whose names are given in number three. Herewith, the first deposit consists of 1,014 pounds of gold, 3,812 pounds of silver, deposited of deposited November 1819. The second was made December 1821 and consisted of 1,907 pounds of gold and 1,288 uh, of silver. Also jewels obtained in St. In Saint Louis in exchange to save transportation and valued at $13,000. The above is securely packed in iron pots with iron covers. The vault is roughly lined with stone, and the vessels rest on solid stone and are covered with others. Paper number one describes the exact locality of the vault, so that no difficulty will be had in finding it. Excellent. So, so let's just get paper a, number one. There's a there's a cure. There is a a code for the first, second, and third cipher that never surfaced. Oh, so we don't have. The code for paper number one. Right. But somewhere in Bedford, buried about six, six miles feet, from Bedford. About six miles from Bedford proper are three containers. There are three sites, six feet underground. Surrounded by stone. In iron pots with $43 million of gold and silver. I would like $43 million in gold and silver. Yeah. Now, apparently... Um, they ran a. They used a 1960s style supercomputer, what they would consider a supercomputer in 1960. Okay. And they ran the other ciphers through the computer, and it came up with nothing that made any sense. Hmm. So. But it was going to make it clear. That, however, has not has not kept people from digging up holes all over Bedford County, and. Uh, a lot of people have been charged with uh, property damage and things like that because it's not necessarily their ground they're digging up. Mm. But uh, 
It's still I feel out like there. I want to buy some property in uh, Bedford, Bedford, Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Um, kind of like a six-mile circle maybe I'd like to buy. Mm -hmm. Now, the ciphers are online if you want to go check them out. See if you can be the one that solves them. But they've already tried the Declaration know, of Independence. I'm pretty good at uh, math. Yeah, so. well, they, they already tried matching it up with um, the Constitution. Uh, they tried matching it up with... Um, uh, what were the other books? There are a couple other books. Books of the Bible, certain chat books of the Bible, and uh, certain other things that were common text at the, at the time period. So, you know, good luck in finding it. You may not know this, but I actually worked with some cryptology equipment in the military. Well, you might be able to solve this mystery, Chuck. We shouldn't be telling anybody about this. All right. So, I mean, these are the kind of things. There's a lot of cool treasures out there. Mm -hmm. um, when I say a lot, you know, right here in America, we have a few. Mm -hmm. um, there was one called the Dynamite treasure of victoria peak in new mexico all right um now in 1937 a man named doc ness fulfilled the per the potential of his awesome name or, or no it's doc nas doc nas during a deer hunting trip in the southern rocky mountains he came across a dark mine shaft containing skeletons jewels and other historic items, including 16,000 bars of iron. It was only his wife, Babe, because, come on. Because, come on. Insisted that he bring one of the iron bars to her, that they noticed a golden hue. Because. It was gold. It was gold. Um, So... He was like, huh, that's kind of awkward. Now, remember, I said 16,000 mm -hmm. bars. So that's a lot. Um, so because it was gold, uh, Babe said, we can call John D. Rockefeller a tramp. Mm -hmm. Right? And it says, of course, we wouldn't be talking about Doc Noss's lost treasure mm -hmm. if, if he, he got that got gold it. out, right? Right. So what happened? So let me tell you what happened. The problem was the entrance of the mine, very narrow. Mm -hmm. And nobody likes to climb in like a little dirty hole and it gets down right. your neck and goes down your yep. shirt. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like, all right, you know what? I got this. Um, the, uh, the Yeah, it was very narrow. So in a move that we can only hope landed him the nickname Dynamite Doc. Mm -hmm. decided that the best way to expand it was through good old-fashioned explosions. Mm -hmm. Now, he got a partner, I think, that was going to help him out with this. All right. Unsurprisingly, he accidentally closed off the mine, mm -hmm. and perhaps even less surprisingly, he became divorced Doc Nas. Uh-huh. Nas became dead Doc Soon after that, when a business partner shot him to death over a dispute about the gold. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I gave you all that dynamite. Right. And Where's the gold Where's at? the gold? You know. Mm -hmm. But his family, along with countless others, continued searching for the treasure. Then in the 50s, an area known as Victoria Peak was closed to the public 
because the army stated or started doing dangerous nuclear tests there. All right. They naturally didn't stop the army from performing top secret research. Mm -hmm. Soldiers claimed that they found the booty. I would booty is the booty? word. Yeah. That's Why what they're not? saying. All right. Everyone's when this became public, the Nas family protested and the army claimed, oh yeah, no, we didn't find shit. Okay. So now, now it's on military property. So no one is sure, right, if the army took the gold or if whoever put it there for in the first place, they don't know. Um, they don't know if it's been, you know, exited, but they estimate $1.2 billion in gold. Mm -hmm. um, and that's it. All right, so it's out there. It's out there. We just have to break on into a military military base. base. All right. So, All right. I don't now, know. I thought that one might be up up for grabs for you. Now, uh, uh, 155 year old legend goes that a Union Army uh, wagon train carrying two tons of gold went missing, and uh, a company called Finders Keepers. That's a good name. They think they've found it. Uh, in Dense Run, uh, Pennsylvania. All right. Now, the FBI came in when they started excavating it mm -hmm. because it's actually the government's money, right? Sounds right. So uh, the guys from Finders Keepers are not saying anything about anything, and neither is the FBI. So... You know what I would say if I was them? Finders Keepers. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, since they found it, the only reason they're cooperating with the FBI is because they're going to let them keep a, a certain portion of the gold. I agree, finders keepers, and I wouldn't have reported shit. That's been my experience. Now, from what I've seen, when you find the big stash cash, mm -hmm. just nothing. You don't say you nothing. You melt it down into one-ounce coins with the stamp prepping badass uh -huh. right on it. Yep. You're gonna want to send, you know, every tenth one. Yeah, send it. Send us. Send us. Mm -hmm. What you do is you sign up on Patreon, and then I'll send you a patch, so you'll see my mailing address on right. there, like in the return address. Uh huh. And then and then you'll know you what send symbol to stamp on the right. on the the patch. You'll use that for the stamp. Mm -hmm. Send it back to me, and with a wink and a nod, we'll work something out. Right. Right. Now, now uh, I have some more treasure. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got one more here. Well, let's hear about yours. Now, this is a local treasure. This is one within uh, within 50 miles of our house. I think it's within 15 miles of our house. Could be. Could be. All right. Tell me about this treasure. Uh, Dutch Schultz, also known. Also, he was born as uh, as Arthur Flankenheimer. Uh, Arthur Flankenheimer. But when he became a gangster. He realized nobody would ever remember that name, so he went with. Or Dutch. are they going to take you seriously when you pull a gun on them and you're like, "Hey, I'm Arthur Flankenheimer." Right. That doesn't doesn't no, hold well. It doesn't instill fear. No, no. Uh, so basically, he was in being investigated investigated for tax fraud. Okay. And he was famous for being stingy with his money. Didn't mm. buy flashy clothes, cars. Didn't tip big. Stingy, and had millions of it. And he was being investigated for tax fraud. In 1934, while he was being investigated, he had an ironproof 
an iron waterproof chest bill um, in 1934. And uh, approximately $5 million in gold bonds, cash, diamonds, and gold coins uh, disappeared. And he took a trip. You know, it didn't disappear if he didn't really have it. And I think he told the IRS he didn't really have it. He told them he didn't have it. But it looked like he was going to jail because they could tell he was lying. Oh, So he disappeared up into the Catskills, him and his bodyguard. They came back the next day, and the other mafia bosses were scared that he was going to put a hit out on the, uh, the prosecutor, Dewey. Okay. So they... He ended up getting shot to death. Him and his bodyguard got shot to death. The only two people that knew where this treasure was. Mm. But when he was shot, he was hitting the kidneys, the liver, the intestines, and I think one of his lungs. Okay. But he survived. Tell me more. They took him to the hospital. And as he was dying, he began talking about his treasure that he had buried in Phoenicia, New York. And when they went up there looking for it, because mind you, he was shot the next day, the day after they came back. People went up there looking for it, and this guy says, I know exactly where it is. Mm -hmm. But he wouldn't tell anybody. Wait a minute. But those bonds have never resurfaced. Okay. So the old man that says he knows where it is might have just known where they were headed in the general area. But he... Did not become rich, and nor did any of his uh, his uh, descendants become rich from the from the uh, from this treasure. So it's still out there someplace. Hmm. Now, do you have any more clues for me to go on? I can tell you that it's believed to be between Route Twenty Eight oh. and the Asopus Creek, but those two run side by side for about ten miles. Yeah, there's a good hike mm-hmm. there. So I don't know. All I can say is metal detectors beware. Hmm. Now, I would assume you're going to be closer to the road. Right. Because who wants to carry a lot of treasure? Right. Right. A big iron box. Now, there's a place called Devil's Tombstone. Tell me more. They say it might be near there, or it might be near a rock called, called Skull Rock. Oh, Skull Rock. That sounds scary. I haven't been to Skull Rock. You know, I haven't been there myself. But okay. I have been up to Devil's Tombstone, and it's a it's a little... It's a really shitty little park. It looks like somebody shows up and mows the grass like once every three months. And there's a giant square rock there that supposedly is the devil's tombstone. Mm. I don't know if he's dead. I don't know where he landed. but Where the devil is? Mm-hmm. All right. But I don't know if I would want to be digging up the, the devil's grave to find this gold. No, that's not worth it to you. Uh, Five million dollars? Yeah, that's worth it. That's definitely worth it. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. I'd risk that. So, I got another one here. This is the, they call it the Desert Stranded Pearly Galleon. Mm-hmm. All right. So, basically, according to the legend, in 1612, some guy who I can't pronounce his name, Juan de Iturbe, was sailing his caravel full of pearls up the Gulf of California. All right. And a huge tidal swell washed him and his fortune into the quickly drying lake of Cahulia Eter... Oh, the, of the, yeah, the drying lake of Cahulia. Mm-hmm. Eterb 
and his crew had to make a tough choice, stay rich and die in the middle of the desert or abandon ship and leave your treasure behind. Uh-huh. And they said he had to travel 316 miles through desert and mountains. And since then, there's been dozens of sightings. Um, in 1870, the Los Angeles Star reported that a man named Charlie Klusker had found the ship near Dos Palmos. All right. The newspaper reported on his findings and the plans for a return trip. But then, much like the mysterious ship, he simply disappeared. Um, perhaps he died trying to reach the treasure. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess the idea is when you're in the middle of the desert, that the sand just blows every which way. Mm-hmm. And one day it might be uncovered. And the next day next it day might be a, covered. It's a sand dune. And, yeah, that sounds like a tricky one to find. Yeah, they're saying somewhere in the Salton Sea Basin. Okay. So that's a pretty big area. That is a big area. So, I mean, those are the kind of things out there. A lot of cool shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I was just thinking you guys might like a little adventure. Um, Something right. new, something exciting. Some Indiana Jones shit. Indiana Jones shit. I mean, who doesn't watch Indiana Jones, right? Mm-hmm. My kid was trying to get me to watch the... Uh, the librarian. I don't know anything about that. I think that's that. like Noah Wiley or something mm-hmm. and some horrible, uh, yeah, boring crap. And I was like, no, that I can't do like... it. Mm-hmm. But Indiana Jones. Yeah. Let's focus on the solid one. Mm-hmm. That's right. Go out on top. Stick with a winner. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, a lot of cool shit out there. So you guys. stuff to be found. Enjoying the podcast. Hopefully uh, a lot of good shit. You like it. Um, maybe want to head over to iTunes, leave a review, mm-hmm. uh, tell other people about what we got going here. Mm-hmm. Um, cool stuff with YouTube. Uh, we try and put out some new videos every now and again. Um, not really our thing. We're the podcast guys, but we're trying to expand the horizons a little bit. Right. Might want to subscribe to the YouTube tube channel. Now I, I talked to Kevin and we actually decided to do some kind of giveaway. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done this before with different things. I think we gave out a pretty badass knife. Yeah, Sog Jungle um, Primitive. Sog Jungle Primitive it was nice. Mm-hmm. Say there's another Sog Jungle kind of thirty dollar. Yeah, value. there's another Sog Jungle Primitive up for grabs. If anyone can uh, can figure out uh, who John Twelve Hawks is, we're still yeah, but that's on still that up mystery. in the air. We only we have a photo, mm-hmm. but we have not received confirmation. Right. Um. Now. What we're talking about now is any of you guys who like Mm AR-15s, or maybe you're married to somebody who likes AR-15s, or maybe you're just special friends with somebody who Mm -hmm. likes AR-15s. Maybe somebody on your Christmas list likes Mm AR-15s. Well, if you do, tell you what we got. Tag Pack has sent us a lot of cool shit. Mm -hmm. Um, We get cool stuff all the time every month, and... We actually put together, this is even going to be like above and beyond a regular tack pack monthly box. So I have a hand guard mm-hmm. with like a gas tube and gas block and some other cool shit in there. I have a um, muzzle brake, which is the little, you know, at the end of the barrel, mm-hmm. um, I have, which is like 55 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from 556 Tactical. They're pretty cool. Um, 
the uh, a lot of cool stuff. I have some gun cleaning equipment that comes with it. So the bottom line is a lot of stuff that's going to make your AR-15 just a little bit cooler mm -hmm. and a little bit easier to take care of. So what you need to do is we're going to take somebody who is either a Patreon supporter mm -hmm. or somebody who, well, so somebody who signs up for Patreon mm -hmm. or somebody who has already signed up for Patreon. Right. Now, problem is this is pretty specific stuff for the guy who loves an AR-15. Right. So I don't want to just send it to anybody because if you're not an AR-15 guy, you're going to be like, yeah, it's a bunch of crap. I don't care about it. Right. So what I want you to do is if you're already donating on Patreon or if you're a new subscriber to Patreon, you need to shoot us an email and say at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Tell us that you're down for AR-15 shit and that you subscribed on Patreon. Mm -hmm. And you need to send that to us before, before. our Halloween podcast. Now, right. our podcasts come out on Saturday, so that means by October 27th, you need to tell us you're the AR-15 guy and you're on Patreon, and we're going to add you to our list. All right. Now, if you're wondering, well, what the hell's is Pack, and I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, people who are into guns, there's a monthly subscription box from TACPAC.com, mm -hmm. and they just send me and Kevin all kinds of cool shit. Now, being avid gun guys, we love all kinds of cool gun shit. Mm -hmm. So we put together, you know, some of the extra pieces, if they're duplicates to items we own or, you know, something we just think is really badass that you guys need or whatever, we've been setting together a big supply mm -hmm. and getting it all together so we could send one giant package to you know one of you guys and really return the favor you know help spread the brand and and whatever and return the favor to you guys you support us we're trying to support you so prepping badass at gmail.com mm -hmm. send us a uh you know a, a little note that you're in ar-15s tell us that you know you think kevin's awesome something cool like that uh -huh. and uh sign up on patreon get it done before you know the sooner the better but uh definitely before october 27th right and we will uh pick a winner we will announce it on the you know halloween week episode and it's gonna be awesome so head over to tag pack maybe sign up for that use code badass mm -hmm. not a requirement to win this but uh you know support our sponsors mm -hmm. you might uh find some cool shit Otherwise, stay safe, and I'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm -hmm.